Welcome to our brand new show. It's not that complicated, so listen close. We'll go through IMDb, reviewing all of Tom Hanks' movies. Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank. Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank. Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank. Hanks Bank. From Tom Hanks' Twitter, January 2nd. Starting 2020 as an honorary citizen of all of Greece. Kronia Pola. More or less, Happy New Year. Hanks, spelt with an X. January 7th. I helped check the gate on this movie a few years ago. Gate was good. Hanks. The photo is a photo of Forrest Gump. January 14th. First of the year. Hanks. A photo of a glove. January 18th. Still so alone. Hanks, oh, the same glove four days later. I mean, I know I am a I am a Tom Hanks enthusiast, but I don't know how many times he's tweeted this year. I beg, I hope it's not that many more. February 1st, Aston Villa took the Carborough Cup. Up the Villa, Hanks. I gotta hop home, Hanks, February 5th. Beautiful, both the singer, Rita Wilson, and the song, Hanks, February 13th. Things start to get weird soon. Tom Hanks, March 7th. Kids sunk, washed ashore, lost ashore. Bondi Beach, New South Wales. Hanks. Tom Hanks is in Australia. March 11th. Hello, folks. Rita and I down here in Australia. We felt a bit tired, like we had colds and some body aches. Rita had some chills that came and went. Slight fevers, too. To play things right, as is needed in the world right now, we were tested for the coronavirus and were found to be positive. Well, now, what to do next? The medical officials have protocols that must be followed. We Hanks will be tested, observed and isolated for as long as public health and safety requirements. Not much more to to it than a one a day time approach, no? We'll keep the world posted and updated. Take care of yourself, Hanks. March 12th. Hello, folks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Rita Wilson and I want to thank everyone here down under who are taking such good care of us. We have COVID-19 and are in isolation, so we do not spread it to anyone else. There are those for whom it could lead to very serious illness. We are taking it one day at a time. There are things we can do to get through this by following the advice of experts and taking care of ourselves and each other. No. Remember, despite all the current events, there is no crying in baseball. Hanks. There is no baseball right now, Tom Hanks. Uh, the final photo is uh, of a uh, toast with way too much Vegemite and a kangaroo plushie. And the message reads, thanks to the helpers. Let's take care of ourselves and each other. Hanks, March 15th. Uh, Jamie, the world is about to end. Uh, I have been inside now for three days. And uh, I think I may be becoming insane. How are you doing? So there was no point to that? You just wanted to read Tom Hanks' fucking Twitter for three minutes? Yeah, Like, you didn't have any punchline to that? No, just there isn't a yeah. We are a Tom oh. Hanks-rated podcast, and, uh, yeah. We, we are. Relevant. We are. Well, before we get into it, uh, hello and welcome to Hanks Bank, the show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks' entire MDB. I'm Jamie Watson, with me always is my co-host, Al Gillespie. Say hello, Al Gillespie. Hello, Al Gillespie. Yeah, so, yeah, fucking... 
Yeah, anyone who listened to our show last week, um, we recorded it before Tom Hanks got coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And then by the time the episode came out, it was probably old news. I don't know what to I don't know what to fucking talk about anymore, Al, because Mm -hmm. last time we joked about either one of us potentially getting coronavirus. And then in the four days between when we recorded and the episode came out, the one person more important to this podcast than me or you got coronavirus. Like, we can't make say anything right now because oh when when this episode comes out, people be like why are they talking about what tom hanks got coronavirus that was like half a month ago um, the fucking queen's got coronavirus now we can't talk every day is a week right now well i don't know what to do uh some important things uh one i think you and i need to feature proof right now so let's just uh can we can we give some kind of options here for all possible outcomes for tom hanks so first we need to do one for pretend <laughs> as though by the time this comes out that tom hanks has recovered so like a happy one uh one for he's gotten worse and one for he's died um so let's go <laughs> let's start with the uh tom hanks has gotten better yay hey tom well done you do you there is crying in baseball uh, okay, now one for he's gotten worse. Oh, we're really sorry, Tom. We we hope you feel better soon, and you know we're all rooting for you. Don't eat so much veggie, Mike. That can't be healthy for you. Uh, and finally, Tom Hanks has died. Well, th- this episode's not fucking coming out if that happens. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's all it's all a bit rough at the moment. Al, I, I, as I say, every, every like it was generally in, insane when like so we're. Like, firstly, I would like to say, you saying we need to future-proof this when you started this by reading out date by date Tom Hanks' Twitter feed to the current day. Um, but yeah, as I say, every fucking day feels like a week right now. When I was discussing with uh, some friends, so again, to date this podcast, this we're recording this uh, Monday, uh, March 16th. Because we literally have to, because when this comes out in eight days' time, I have no clue mm-hmm. how much will happen. Like, four days ago, the NBA got shut down, and yeah. that feels like a month ago right now. I, it's uh, ridiculous. Again, as not really a sport fan, but as a sport-adjacent fan, um, you know, I've come from a short line of Liverpool supporters uh, who are very close to winning the Premier League for the first time in 30 years. Uh, has the Premier League been cancelled yet? Uh, well, suspended is oh, is currently Christ. the status of most Christ. sports. Um, Just give it to which Liverpool. Is, you know, give very it to am- yeah, it's it's very ambitious. This this you know we're postponing or suspending things. Um, it's very ambitious. Um, so yeah, I mean, for fuck's sake, let, let podcasts are supposed to be some level of escapism. So okay. I guess let's stop talking about coronavirus uh, for for our dear sure. listeners. Sure, Jamie, I just want you to sit Has... back. I want you to close your eyes and let me just describe okay. to you where you're going to be when this podcast comes out. All right. At the moment, we're on what March 16th. Tomorrow will be March 17th. We'll be all the way to March 24th, I believe, when this comes out. And yep, I just uh, want you to know. Yes. Yeah. So close your eyes. Can see their clothes. Great, beautiful. Wait, You're on a bed I'm, somewhere. I'm very... You're still in social what? isolation. I've, I've really got lost. What am I supposed to be doing? You're closing your eyes and you're imagining. I'm telling. I'm painting you a word picture. Okay, okay. You're on your bed. You're in day okay. ten of social isolation. You've eaten both Hannah and Miles. <laughs> but don't worry, because you got Animal Crossing on the Switch. That's right. It's finally come out. The bad boy has finally released the thing that's been holding us together for the last 
three episodes were finally released, and you know what? We can talk about it for you guys in an extra two weeks. See, here's the depressing part, Al. I work in an industry that doesn't get sick pay. For anyone who doesn't know, I work as a tutor. Um, I'm technically self-employed, so who knows if I'll be able to afford Animal Crossing or not. Um, but it's fine. It turns out I might I might actually be one of the few beneficiaries of, of coronavirus as uh, when the school shut down, all the rich parents still want their, their little children to, to learn and progress as human beings. Uh, and apparently I can be of help of that. Bastards. Eat the rich, Jamie. Eat the rich. <laughs> I know. Well, no, I... I'm currently in the process of um, trying to eat myself. Yes. No, sorry. No, trying. You, you've eaten trying to mouth. eat. Just, I'm just trying to eat, and okay. I'm doing so by. <laughs> I'm try, just trying to eat in general, and I'm mm-hmm. doing so by taking advantage of the rich. Boy, That's howdy, do I hope none Fair of my enough. clients listen to this. Oh, Don't worry, guys. Jesus. He How's... won't eat you. He's not a cannibal unless your name no. is Hannah and Miles. How is it in Canada at the moment? I imagine. I mean, you're in quite a densely populated city, but this, the country in general is quite sparsely populated. So I imagine things over bit, there aren't yeah. quite as bad. It's a bit weird. I don't think it's as bad as London is. I think Toronto is kind of on that sphere. Um, Vancouver is actually not that densely populated in the city centre. Like, it's it's quite vertical in some parts of it. But overall, I think the actual city of Vancouver is only 600,000 people. So kind of the size of edinburgh there's just like a really large um metro area which if this were london would be called london uh, or vancouver but um uh, isn't uh so you know for that kind of thing it's going okay um you know we've not left the house really for the last three days we went for a brief walk in the woods but i mean i was gonna say this is an ideal time to be unemployed anyway oh yeah it's great <laughs> this, it's, yeah, it's you, a really bad time to be looking for, for a while anyway yeah no 100 it is a bad time to be looking for employment let me tell you what but yes, other than yeah that, imagine people aren't hiring very much currently not so uh if you're, you're as, anyone with as a job people in... are desperate to send people home from work i yeah. don't think they're desperately trying to pull more people in currently not um, but you know what so, yeah, if it gets all to may Alyssa and i will buy a car and drive to toronto so that's the plan Yay! but don't worry i have a oh, microphone this time i have a London. microphone this time so we'll still be able to record it'll be fine yes yeah i mean really this has actually been the ideal time for us to move to remote podcasting yeah. <laughs> because uh obviously i would you're a um famously dirty filthy human being i wouldn't uh, want to be anywhere near you right now if we were ow. recording in the same city we would have been re- skype recording even if we lived across the road from each other <laughs> oh god right uh yeah I, I want to try and come up with anything else to talk about but there's literally been nothing how, how was your coronavirus week? is the entirety of life right now so that was your whole week yeah that that was my that was my whole like quite literally ever it's been so depressing like as someone who's generally been trying to avoid it and like get my mental health not from panicking, literally every morning, first thing, every time it's yeah. t- social media is going crazy about coronavirus, Reddit is going crazy about coronavirus, the news is going crazy about coronavirus, and then I have to pack my girlfriend off to the tube where I'm worried she's going to catch it from nine million different people on her journey. At least I drive to work so I don't yeah, have to worry yeah. about going on, on uh, public transport. Well, but hey ho! I um, I drove my girlfriend to work this morning just aww. so she wouldn't have to go on public transport. Cute. So you know, it's all about the little things in life. What I find um, interesting is, so when we started this podcast uh, years ago, um, 
uh, the dear listeners, uh, you might wonder how it's kind of ended up getting longer and longer and longer in time. And Jamie still doesn't want it to be over two hours, which, you know, fair enough. I think that would kill him. Um, but <laughs> back in the day, Jamie didn't want it, no matter what, to be over an hour. And we would That's end true. up uh, recording at like 101, 102, and Jamie would be like... <sighs> disappointed he would he would he would be very disappointed i think this might be one of those classic episodes which is not necessarily much over an hour um oh no absolutely anyone who can see the title of this podcast or has any clue what we're reviewing if you're wondering why i'm desperately trying to come up with anything to talk about it's because there's not gonna be a lot to talk about with this show should we but should we title this we po- must can we title this episode tom hanks has coronavirus brackets a free mystery of us because I feel so like you're, my... say, you're saying you're saying we should clickbait. we should clickbait, yeah, <laughs> clickbait yeah, yeah, with yeah. a podcast. I mean, we we talked about it enough at the beginning. Yeah, um, but yeah, we may as well move on to the vague structure of this show. Sure. Uh, of course, we are the show that uh, chronologically reviews Tom Hanks's entire IMDb, but that's not all we do. Uh, we've if you've listened to our last two episodes, and I hope you've had, they've been our first two episodes back while we've been recording uh, in in isolation, as it were. Um, and we've gone we've gone deep into the law of the aliens. I don't think we need to do it again. But just to give you a quick recap, there are aliens. They want us to join the United States of space. We're doing that by trying to prove our worth by showing them our world's greatest human. We believe that person is Tom Hanks. But of course, we can't show them all of his works because most of them are shit. So we are going through week by week, reviewing Tom Hanks's IMDb and deciding what goes in the Hanks bank the collection of TV shows and movies that we're going to show to the aliens to prove our worth to them to join the United States of space. Of course, there are a couple other details that involve, you know, Trafalgar Square, trampolines, baby Yodas. But frankly, if you're not up to date on that, you haven't been self-isolating hard enough. Self-isolation podcasts are the perfect thing. And right now you have 52 episodes to get up to date on the baby Yodas, on the trampolines, and of course, potentially on the existence of Warren G. Harding or not. Um, um, I've not really been listening to your theories about Warren G. Harding. Is it about whether he actually exists? No, no. Clearly Warren G. Harding existed. The important thing is that when we, Warren G. Harding died, his soul uh, separated from his body and wandered the plains of America until one day it found the newly conceived uh, zygote of Tom Hanks and it possessed him. And from that moment on, uh, Tom Hanks, as we know him, has actually been Warren G. Harding walking around in a Tom Hanks skin suit. Of course. Yeah. So every week we are reviewing one uh, entry on Tom Hanks' IMDb. This week we are doing the documentary Freedom, A History of Us. Now we do have to uh, do a little bit of a um, disclaimer here. Yeah. Now, Tom Hanks, this uh, documentary is a 13, 14 part series, uh, which involves a lot of uh, famous actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Hanks appears in seven of these episodes. Now. If anyone wants to try and find the other five episodes that I couldn't find, feel fucking free. But we are going to review episode one and episode six because they are the only episodes I could find anywhere. Uh, This was originally broadcast on PBS. Uh, It it was not a hugely popular program. It's not exactly being streamed in many places. Uh, So I tried my darndest, uh, but I could not find any other than episode one and episode six. But... Frankly, in terms of the Tom Hanks oeuvre, uh, I don't think we missed out on much in the other five episodes. Yeah, no. Um, we are going to be, as always, giving you a little bit of historical context for when this came out and then a little bit of context about the show itself before delving into it. Uh, 
We are flip-flopping each week and it's back to me for historical context. And uh, beautifully, this is the only thing that came out in the year of our Lord, oh, 2003. Oh, so, so I've got the... I've got the whole year to myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got about four things coming out in 2004. So uh, we're going to have to figure something out for that. Um, but yeah, I've got all of 2003 to myself. Uh, what were you doing in 2003, my dear Al? Uh, in 2003, let me think. How old was I? I was born in 1994. So 69. I was... How old was I? I guess... Um, I, I, Sorry, are you I'm, just struggling with the maths here? Well, no, I'm trying to figure out, because basically, around the time I was 8, 9, well, 9, nine going on 10, I moved to England, uh, oh. having lived in the Channel Islands for most of my life, um, and I think I was still in Jersey at this time, um, I think we had moved to a new house, uh, it's oh. where, uh, famously, uh, me and my brother and sister were playing in the garden, and my dad uh, shouted at us for uh, shouting in public. Um, because the garden was public, uh, <laughs> I think. I think. Unfortunately, that, that's the kind of uh, grand total of my experience. Two thousand three. What about you? Uh, oh, very little. Uh, next year, two thousand four. Yeah. We're going to have a lot of interesting stuff about uh, about young Jamie Jones. But no, I was uh, I was turning ten. And I was hitting double digits, so that's fun for for any young boy. Mm-hmm. Um, probably hadn't hit puberty yet, so you know nothing interesting going on down there. Um, and year six was, I was in year five. Year six was really a, a big foundational year for me. Lots of big acting roles. Uh, I did yeah. a history project on Winston Churchill in year six. Yeah. Year five, Jamie, you know, he was coasting. You know, he's mm-hmm. coming, he's in the, those mi- awkward middle years in junior school. Sure. So sure. he's not quite sure what's going was, on. He's got no big, he's got no purpose in life, really, Al. You've got to feel sorry for him. Can I and ask? Really, yep. Sorry, sorry. No, uh, no, no, no. I was, I was about to plough on. So, no, no. What were yeah. you going to ask? Um, uh, what year was it in school where you first found stand-up comedy? When, uh, when I first found stand-up comedy, mm-hmm. um, I believe I was really quite. I think I was probably like twelve or thirteen okay, when so my brother showed me uh, Dave Chappelle, <laughs> which is. I was way too young to be watching Dave Chappelle. And that is a wild introduction to stand-up comedy for a very posh white child from the oh. south of London. Um, but no, we are still a couple of years from my from my uh, foire into comedy. Uh, but 2003, outside of the worlds of Al and Jamie, was very interesting. Uh, Belgium, in January 2003, becomes the second country in the world to legalise same-sex marriage. Do you know oh. what the first country was, Al? Um, New Zealand. No, but you were close with the N. It's the Netherlands. Uh, the oh. Netherlands was the first in 2001, which fuck me if that's depressing that the first country to legalise same-sex marriage was only 19 years ago. Oh, yeah. Fair times. Uh, and there are only 29 countries around the world right now that have legalised same-sex marriage. Wait, uh, so I would... I, yeah, I would... Yeah, I went on a real depressing uh, uh, research loop uh, when I was doing this. Um, Greta Thunberg is born on January 3rd, 2003. Uh, Fun fact, my dad, not a fan of Greta Thunberg, I found out recently, (laughs) which makes for some very awkward conversations around the dinner table. Um, Yugoslavia uh, officially changes its name in 2003. Do you know what it changed its name to, Alexander? Czech Republic? No, nope. that was Czechoslovakia. Um, Yugoslavia becomes the Ukraine. Oh, f- no, it's Serbia and Montenegro. Uh, uh, 
famously known as the former Yugoslav Republic mm. uh, of Serbia and Montenegro. Um, other fun things in 2003, the Iraq War officially begins in March 2003 and Saddam Hussein is captured in December, which is insane to me that that I did not realise uh, how short that was between uh, the beginning of the Iraq War and the capture of Saddam Hussein, considering how long the Iraq War then continued uh, oh, on yeah. for. I mean, look, as it turns out, the US Army really, 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 really good at invading a place and like achieving one specific objective, uh, less good at uh, establishing a state. Yes, yes, not not great. Uh, no. I believe it's uh, it's either towards the end of two thousand three, maybe the beginning of two thousand four, uh, when George W. Bush, who will come up later, uh, very famously uh, stood outside um, Air Force One with like mission accomplished. Yeah, uh, a bit a bit prematurely. Um, in two thousand three, eight different countries joined the European Union. Now, Al, you have eight guesses, and I want to see how many of these eight countries you will be able to get. In 2003? Yep. Um, Ireland? Nope, but that's one guess. Um, it's not the UK. Uh, you, not the Ukraine. Um, Poland? Poland, yes. Okay. 50%. One of two. Oh, it's two. Okay. Um, no, so there's eight. No, you've, you're, you are one of two correct so far. There are seven more correct oh, right, answers right, right. you oh, could possibly sake. get. Uh, I um, will say, fire through these, most of them are in Eastern Europe. Okay, um, Poland, Ukraine, Romania. Um, Just keep going Hungary, until you get to eight and I'll tell you. Um, d- Norway, Sweden. Um, uh, Narnia. I, I have run out of Narnia. Uh, Narnia, unfortunately, not correct. Uh, Malta. Uh, so, you got correct um, Poland uh, and Hungary. Uh, the rest were Slovenia, Malta, uh, Slovakia, Czech Republic, Estonia, and Latvia. So big, big year for the EU. Um, Chelsea is bought by Roman Abramovich for £150 million from Ken Bates, who bought the club for just £1 Not gonna like, lie. 21 years earlier. That feels quite cheap. Um, yeah, like I feel nowadays yeah, yeah like £1 pound for a football like... club in 1982. Pretty fucking cheap. Yeah. Um, uh, and then even I mean even 150 million for a no, football that's what club I mean. seems 150 million yes. is cheap, isn't it? Like yeah, I mean it was very expensive at the time, but uh, obviously yeah, he's he's returned on his investment uh, quite handsomely. Yeah. Um, England and a very large sporting tournament have a very big history in 2003. Alexander, do you know what I'm referring to? As um, a Scottish man. The Calcutta Cup? No. No, rugby. but correct rugby. sport. Yes, correct yeah. sport. England win the it's Rugby World Cup. Home. It's yeah. coming uh, That's going to be a football Jerusalem's song, my dear friend. coming um, home. Johnny Wilkinson's yes. coming home. Yes. Oh, look. Yeah, you know some of it. The Jerusalem's, the Johnny Wilkinson. Yes, Johnny Wilkinson famously kicks England to a World Cup in 2003 in oh, yeah. extra time. The only ever World Rugby World Cup final to go to extra time thus Oof. far. How exciting is that? A Harry Potter book is released, Alexander. Which one is it? Uh, 2003 would be The Prisoner of Azkaban. No, two books off. Order of the Phoenix, the fifth book, no. comes out in 2003. Uh, I read, because I, I went uh, to the... Uh, did you go to the midnight launch of that? I, I didn't go to the midnight launch, but my... I actually have a story around Order of the Phoenix. Um, well, before you get into that, uh, famously, Alexander, I cannot read. So, That's no, true. I did That's not true. go to the midnight launch. But please um, do tell me. 
Well, so basically, like, for Kit, obviously he was on a small line at the time, that's definitely in Jersey if it's all the Phoenix. And um, they, you know, for Harry Potter's, they did lots of midnight releases. Um, but I was too young as a nine year old. Um, so instead, what they did, and I thought it was really lovely, is you could kind of pre order your book and they could come in for like a Harry Potter brunch and they'd have some like croissants and stuff and you could kind of pick your book Aww. up and grab a croissant or something. That'd be really nice. Um, except kids around my school kept telling me that they got invited with these golden envelopes, uh, which were delivered by owls. And being a nine-year-old, I was like, oh, shit, where's my owl? Why don't I get one? They're like, yeah, really sorry you didn't get one. I'm like, oh, my God, bully for you. Um, so to those kids who bullied a poor, intellectually challenged nine-year-old, uh, ha-ha, guess who has a podcast now? <laughs> Um, and continuing with uh, entertainment in 2003, in terms yeah. of films, we've got Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, Kill Bill Volume 1, Lost in Translation, Bad Boys 2, The First Pirates of the Caribbean comes out in 2003, um, as well as School of Rock and Love Actually and Bruce Almighty. Uh, also, did you know, Alexander, that both Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Revolutions, the second and third films in the Matrix franchise, both came out in the same year? The first one came out, yeah, the first one came out in 1999, and then the second one came out in, Mar- like, around May of 2003, and then the third one came out in November of 2003. I don't know who came up with that marketing strategy, but they're a fucking idiot. Yeah, that's uh, a weird release schedule. Um, yeah, especially considering both of those films, not good. No, especially the third one. Um, I, I've anyway. actually never seen the third one properly. I have seen the second one. Good, Some good sequences, not a good film. Yeah, no. I mean, the first the first one is obviously a classic, but yeah, second yeah. and third uh, did not live up to the hype. Um, in terms of television, both uh, Arrested Development, Two, ha- Two and a Half Men, That's So Raven and Peep Show all begin in 2003. And if you were listening to the radio in 2003, you might have been listening to Where Is The Love by The Black Eyed Peas, uh, In The Club by 50 Cent, Crazy In Love by Beyonce. If you're in the UK, you would have definitely been listening to Sound Of The Underground by Girls Aloud. Uh, you might have been listening to Lose Yourself by Eminem. Uh, or if you uh, didn't want to admit it in 2020, you might have been listening to Ignition Remix by R. Kelly. I mean, undoubtedly, <laughs> we were all listening to that and regretting it. Now. I mean, let's be honest, uh, as uh, someone who included it in a play in the year 2018, <laughs> we were all listening to it much longer than we should have. Um, yeah, that wasn't 2018, was it? No, it definitely wasn't 2018. No, wait, 20... no, yeah, not 2018. I graduated... 20... Fucking 15? hell, Al. I graduated in 2016. I'm Jeez. so old. Uh, so um, it would have been 2015. Jesus yeah. Christ. That was five years ago. Oh, my God. I blame coronavirus for this. <laughs> what for uh, so that is that is my historical context for 2003, Al. Uh, um, and I feel like I've very appropriately eaten up around about oh, 25 yeah, yeah. minutes of this podcast. Uh, so let's start talking about what the hell we're reviewing this yeah, week. Yeah, so uh, this week, obviously, as previously mentioned, uh, we're reviewing Freedom, A History of Us. We're reviewing two episodes, episode one and episode six. Um, to give a brief overview, it literally just talks about important things in US history. Um, yeah. Each episode kind of follows like a certain uh, period of time. So the first one is about independence. So it's kind of the burgeoning independence movement, although not necessarily the full revolution. Uh, and the sixth one is about the Civil War uh, in the context of kind of um, slavery and uh, you know Lincoln and stuff like that. Um, so to talk a little bit more about production uh, context, uh, you know, 
remarkably little for this one i'm gonna be honest here. <laughs> yes um, unsurprisingly yeah it's it's based on uh the kind of work of joy hakem who's a uh, historian it was a 16 part miniseries uh it contained in the cast tom hanks morgan freeman kevin spacey kevin klein michael Caine, meryl street robin williams julia roberts matthew mcconaughey jeremy irons Whoopi goldberg rapids anthony Hawkins, tim robbins Susan Rand, paul newman joan woodward who's joan woodward michael douglas <laughs> Witherspoon, sean connery eight oscar nominees of ralph and stanley i've already said these names why are you putting them twice they don't deserve to be in there twice Anyway, Jane Alexander, who knows these people? All I'm saying is, really big cast. And you know what? You know how they got to do that, Jamie? It's because they show up for approximately 20 seconds. I assume yeah. while on the toilets, they got out their iPhones or their primeval iPhones or whatever rich people had before iPhones, their Blackberries, and they were like, here's 30 seconds while I'm taking a shit and uh, using your documentary. That's a bit harsh. But it's yeah. kind of... But, I mean, yeah, when it, when yeah. it comes to them being involved... Uh, they are only ever used basically to recite um uh, what's the word verbatim, verbatim uh yeah. verbatim stuff from people from the time so yeah. if, whether it's the gettysburg address or like a letter that a soldier wrote yeah. they're just reading that out and that's it um the only other thing i could find about this was uh, slightly contentious it was uh, related to the freedom center which was a proposed uh was going to be the freedom museum um was a proposed museum kind of at or nearby uh ground zero in new york um as it turns out a lot of people who were like 9-11 survivors uh were like no this is really weird and we don't want this at all because it was going to be like this a museum about freedom in the united states um also, the uh, Underground Railroad Freedom Museum um, was Freedom Center was like, can you please not use the same name as us? We feel this is going to make some confusion. <laughs> um, and uh, then Senator Hillary Clinton was like, yeah, I can't support this because again, nine eleven victims' families are do not want you to do this. Uh, so that was proposed to, I think, I believe it was the guy who proposed the creation of that, and they had gone past for some time. Um, either was a associate producer on this uh or the executive producer of this works with him on that um but again that's about as much i i googled it at some point you start getting into a lot of um like cyrillic languages uh when you hit google results <laughs> like on the eighth page of this and i'm like i can't speak russian but i don't think it's particularly any good um also i i can't imagine there are that many russian sources talking much about this pbs documentary well, which is why i was really confused it weirdly it does show up quite a bit um other than that, it, it's mostly, you know, I, I just think style things. It, it is very reminiscent of, let's say, like a Ken Burns documentary, although without Ken Burns narrating it, in that it's A, quite long, B, in many parts, and C, the kind of that style of, um, you know, historical photos overlaid with uh, narration um, of kind of people, you know, saying, oh, when I was in this time, I believe, da, da, da. That's a very Ken Burnsy style yeah. of documentary. It's, it's the sort of... And, and I'm maybe being a little bit harsh, but I'm doing air quotes when I say the word documentary. Um, it's the sort of thing uh, I would expect to see in a museum. Like yeah. that sort of level of production where they've got, you know, photos and, and, and stuff yeah. from the time uh, and then someone narrating it. It's a very American style of uh, documentary in that, like, obviously, kind of, I'm sure some did it before Burns, but Burns is it's really, really known for this. Um, if you've ever watched Community, uh, possibly by like one of my top five e favorite episodes of Community, uh, after Troy and Abbott uh, have created these um, blanket Berg and 
Um, yes, Pillow yeah, yeah. They, they do a war documentary about. They do the war documentary, that. and that's you know that's a kind of mocking, very very tight mocking of uh, Ken Burns' Civil War documentary, the Civil War. But but what I would say about well, I I, I will hold my hands up. I've not seen Ken Burns, uh, much of Ken Burns' stuff, but I can speak to the community, <laughs> and yeah. what I will say about that is that has a lot more talking heads yeah, than yeah. this does well, that has like actually this one has yeah. an intro by the narrator and sure. then it occasionally cuts to the historian sure and he says it's... maybe one or two things but yeah. most of it is just talking heads. Well, footage yeah. and then talk and then narration and then the narration. i think in real life that is that is still fairly conversy like they will he will like go to i think he does go to historians for context but in community i think it's just slightly more talking heads obviously because that's the main characters fun fact about that episode um they did it because they ran out of money so like they had run out of money (laughs) during the show and they were like we need to make an episode for like as cheap as humanly possible let's just do it like having not to film for the majority of it just taking photos and like stills oh that's That's really fun. That's very yeah. clever. Um, anyway, let's talk about this. So, episode one, we open on George W. Bush. <laughs> Isn't that fun for all the family? Oh, man. Uh, him and Barbara? Barbara's his wife, isn't it? Um, or is she uh, the older Bush's wife? Is it wife? Laura Bush, I think, by this time? I think Barbara Ooh. Bush is George Bush Sr.'s... Um... Yeah, I think Barbara Bush is George Bush Sr.'s uh, wife. Fun, um, fun fact George... about George Bush. Yep. Uh, so when I was... He once had a shoe thrown at him? That's 10, my fun so fact. It about should have been the next year. should have been known this. In 2004, um, I went to uh, New York for my birthday with my parents. So I was very, very lucky and a really good time. And it was on an election year. Um, my birthday was in October. Uh, obviously, I think the 2004 election would have been... Uh, yeah, in November that year. And in Rockefeller Plaza, they had a little kind of like centre set up for kids to like interact with who to vote for. And you had a, you know, kind of, it said his, the, his George Bush and his, all his policies. And I was like, all right, all right, okay, who's next? And uh, on the other side was John Kerry and all his policies. And, you know, I was just a young child. I wasn't that politically active. But I do want you to know that when it gave me an option to mock vote, I voted for John Kerry. Cause <laughs> oh, you, Al, you are the saviour this society it's needs. It's true. The um, just so yeah, John, George Bush uh, and uh, his wife. Um, who may or may not be called Laura. Look, I'm not a historian. Fight me. <laughs> yes, because you need to be a historian to know who George Bush's wife is. Um, uh, yeah. So he, they're just like, hey, we're making, we we support this message basically. Mm-hmm. Um, we freedom is great and it's very American and in these days we need to know more about freedom. So here's a PBS documentary about why freedom is great throughout America. Yeah, uh, and then. Normally, uh, in in this show, as as many listeners may uh, uh, know and arguably suffered through, uh, we will normally painstakingly describe what happens shot yeah, for shot uh, in these projects. We're not doing it this time. Uh, episode no. one, they talk about <laughs> they talk about independence. Uh, in this, um, uh, Tom Hanks is playing Paul Revere, who yeah. I was I was when they said that name, I was convinced that was an actor. I did not know that was a, a man in history, um, but he. I, I, I knew the name, but for some reason when they said it, I was like, that sounds like a Hollywood celebrity. Have you um, never but... watched uh, National Treasure? Okay, because he comes up no, with National Treasure at least once. I think maybe twice. Uh, you haven't seen National Treasure? No. Oh, my friend. My friend, you were in it for a fun time this weekend. Look, when we when we move on and we do Cage's 
Phages, I don't know. <laughs> um, the cage. Uh, we review Nick Cage. We do the cage where we get locked Hank's in a bank, cage for, for cage. 400 hours and have to review t- uh, Nick Cage's entire IMDb Jesus chronologically Christ, in why, one sitting. Why would you make anyone do that? God. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so whatever. He's playing Paul Revere, who is apparently the man who um, was uh, ratting on the British. Uh, he's the man who apparently everyone thinks rode through town saying the British are coming, the British are coming, but he actually didn't say that. Uh, But that's who Tom Hanks plays in this. Uh, They tell the story of America deciding to uh, declare independence from Britain Um, and then sort of vaguely touching into the Revolutionary War. Uh, Now, obviously, again, I'm not a historian, but I've seen Hamilton and frankly... Frankly, this was completely false. All of this was extremely historically inaccurate. No one rapped once. There were way too many white people. This was nothing like Hamilton. This was a load of bullshit. No, I agree. Um, Um, You know what? Apparently this version of the story is not interesting to tell with a bunch of white people uh, not rapping. No. Also, weirdly, I mean... Obviously, the the musical Hamilton will tell you a lot more about what Hamilton was doing during this time. But Alexander Hamilton was not mentioned once. Well, I, I, um, isn't the point of I Hamilton sort of, I guess, forgetting, forgotten. Yeah, I fear Lin-Manuel Miranda, who I always struggle to say his name uh, all at once. Um, I, I fear he may have um, overstated Alexander Hamilton's importance ever so slightly. I think that's the, sort of the point of... Um, I think the, the the beginning and end of that song, the musical, are sort of about Hamilton getting being forgotten, and like the imp- yeah. it's important in how they tell his story because he is sort of the forgotten family father, like he is considered one of the founding fathers. He's just the least well known, and like he is still on the money. And I believe up until a certain point they were considering replacing him on the money, and Hamilton the musical kind of revived an interest in him. Um, mm. He's a weird guy, not gonna lie, weird guy. Um. Anyway, that's our review of uh, Hamilton, the first episode of um, uh, Freedom Cast. History of Us. Yeah, the, I mean, f- do you have anything to say about this first episode? I mean, we, we'll generally talk let's, about the documentary yeah, uh, when we get to, to reviewing it. But Tom Hanks is only in this he, very briefly. He has, a, for, he has a more leading role in the other one. This is probably, if we can have like ranking Tom Hanks' screen time or like actual involvement in a project, um, this is uh, above... When I say involvement on screen or like something you can actually perceive, um, it is above Band of Brothers. Uh, it is below, uh, but it's below everything else. It's like his second least ooh, amount of time he's actually ooh, in something. Would you? Oh, the Streets of Philadelphia music video. Would you oh, count this as him appearing more no, in he this? No, he appears more. more yeah, he appears more in that than he does. No, more in this than he does in that. So he, he's above two other things, but it's the third least. I think he's actually on screen. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, he, like Paul Revere is one off, like off-handed little thing. It, it's literally um, just a line of dialogue. It's not anything more. Yep, um, he does feature more prominently mm-hmm. in the second one though, which is episode six, yes. talking about uh, the, uh, as you said, the um, Civil, Civil War. War, the start of the Civil War, focusing around um, it being the uh, fight for. <laughs> I was about to say the fight for slavery. Mm-hmm. Um, the the fight for the abolition of slavery um and in this tom hanks does play uh the venerable uh abraham lincoln so he gets a little bit more of a starring role in this one uh, he yeah. delivers the gettysburg address um he 
uh, delivers all sorts of um, different speeches that are verbatim from uh, Abraham Lincoln. Uh, they also sort of delve into, I mean, something that most people know, but is uh, occasionally mistaught in uh, in some schools that like, no, this was a war that was about slavery. Some people like to say that it was, you know, uh, about other things, thing. but yeah. yeah I, think, I, I think they do fairly right to recognise that at the beginning... It was obviously about slavery, obviously started about slavery, but like for the um uh for the North, I, I believe like when they when it started, it wasn't necessarily the case that they wanted to expand like the abolitionist policy at the time, so much as they just they did at the beginning feel that um the South definitely succeeded because of slavery and because they wanted to keep it. But the North um got involved in it because they wanted to maintain the South at that point. I believe they only kind of adopted the emancipation proclamation later like as it goes on to talk about they only adopt the emancipation proclamation later on into it, at which point it's decided that slavery will uh, the abolition of slavery will be extended throughout the um, yes, uh, and they also talk about how Abraham Lincoln states. sort of had uh, a thing about timing with the Emancipation Proclamation um, because it was a f- case of they needed a Union victory yeah. in order to bolster support for the Union mm-hmm. uh, so that when the Emancipation Proclamation came, uh, more black people were likely to uh, try to join the fight because it yeah. was also a case of like actually you know wanting more men uh, to, to join the fight and they discussed yeah. that. Um, but you know we're not a fucking history lesson and no we're not a history podcast you want a history podcast go to one of them go out into your phone go down to the history section of your podcast store and download those we're not here for that we're here for the goose all right if you want to know more if yeah if you want to know more about um american independence and then uh the the civil war go and google these fucking episodes on youtube and just fucking watch them you might learn a little thing yeah Freaking dumbasses! Go read the read a fucking documentary once in a while. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, go read a documentary. About... Yes, yes, that, that was that was the joke, Alexander. <laughs> you gosh damn was... goof, Jamie. We finally yes, got one. Well done. The podcast can because... end there. We got one goof. Yeah, you know how people sometimes say, "Go, go read a book once in a while." Well, I was document re- recommending a documentary, so I said, "Go read a documentary once in a while." It was it was quite quite the hilarity well I might played, say goof. well played goof uh, uh, well so done, should we so, just well fucking done. move on and talk about this thing in general yeah let's um, just talk about this thing in general yeah so um, I do have a few actual observations about this uh, sure. firstly as a general documentary I found it relatively boring um, mm. for, for reasons that I sort of vaguely alluded to uh, it's kind of just a powerpoint uh, with with some voiceover it it would have it's just i recognize that when you're dealing with a documentary about a subject matter which does not have any visual footage you are restricted in some manner but and i i fully recognize that this would have been silly but when i saw that they had this cast this insane cast and i saw this Mm -hmm. coming up in my mind i was thinking we were going to have a bunch of reenactments with all of these actors and that could have been really silly and also probably would have been really mad expensive but I mean, it would have been more visually interesting. Um, so, yeah, it's just kind of... Also, I kind of had a de- relatively okay knowledge of most of this. So I mm. learned some new things, but not a lot of new things. Uh, I think I've mentioned... I may have mentioned this on the podcast before, uh, or I haven't. Um, I, uh, very famously, uh, was once uh, given the task of teaching African-American history oh, yeah. uh, to a German kid uh, because I was teaching him English uh, in preparation for his equivalent of the A-levels and 
what they were studying was African American history. So, of course, I'm I'm the person that uh, that needed to. So I did know a lot yeah. about this already, having done my research uh, independently for that, uh, even though I was woefully uh, un uh, unprepared and undeserving of having to teach that topic. Um, but yeah, so the documentary was pretty boring. I also found it interesting that the there was a a sort of two camps when it came to the performances of the actors. Mm-hmm. Either people who were way over hamming it up oh, like yeah. like really like they were delivering the most impassioned political speech anyone's ever given or someone as you were saying who read this while they were taking a shit and did not care uh, there was there was no one who was there, there was no real good performances to me no. they were either really over the top or just completely dead yeah. what did you think I I think for me this you know reading up about the Freedom Center seeing George Bush at the beginning of this I find it interesting because I, I, I think this is a piece of art, like a, a documentary which you really can't extract from, um, like, the time following 9-11. Um, yeah. Which, which sounds dumb, obviously, like, all that had a consequence and all, some, all that. But, like, I definitely think these stories we tell about, which, which are told about America, which told about America's founding, more so than the UK, like... They definitely change depending on the... Obviously, they change, but they change really wildly depending on the context in which they're produced. So if you compare something like this, two years after 9-11, to something like Hamilton, which is coming through the Obama administration, uh, at a time where you have the first black president, at a time where uh, you know minority voices are being heard more and more, and they are kind of becoming more and more public, they tell these two very different stories. And I think my issue with this is I think a lot of... Um, post 9-11 America myth deconstructing or or, or history explaining um, comes across very much with even just the first word of this documentary like freedom and yes. if, if you're not American it's a very hard thing to uh, connect with because well you know if you're British I, I think we definitely have this all the time where you, you kind of hear Americans be like oh well what, you know what do we have which other countries don't well, freedom well, every we have freedom being yes, you know, yeah, we have freedom like, being in Canada. Like why? And they're like, oh, we have a queen, but but all that stuff is slightly. It feels cheesy to British people. It feels um, very earnest in a way which uh, is slightly hard to connect to. And this that doesn't dispel this. This is to some extent this sort of semi mythologizing of these people, where you know even the historians of this to some extent are kind of like, well, you know. The, they had slaves, you know, the founding fathers had slaves, but, you know, they were great in other ways. Lots of people had slaves. And that's a version of the myth that I'm not really interested in. Because as a British person, you hear about these guys, and you come kind of like, I don't understand, uh, as a Brit, like, why I'd want to support a bunch of slave-owning people who continued to own slaves much longer than was done under the British Empire. Like, the um, though it, it's one of those weird things where, like, the British. This is going into my own personal opinions about history, but like, yeah, you know, America continued as we learned in the kind of um, Civil War episode. Like, America continued on the policy of slavery much longer than was continued on in, in the British Empire. Um, that's it, much longer, like an extra seventy years, hundred years. And but, and and then you know the Civil War happened, and then racism just ended in America. Oh, yeah, famously, yeah, yeah. it just Definitely. it just stopped after the Civil War. And that's, it was great. That's, that's not to criticize America, not to criticize the UK. Like obviously, you and I have a uh, hundred million things we can say to criticize the UK. We will. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I love that super dance country, but it's terrible. <laughs> let's um, let's look at our current administration, for example. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, so I, I think... And hey, me, you don't get away with this. You've moved to Canada. Yeah. You, yeah, you, you've got fucking Trudeau, so... I've got you. Hey, yeah, we're, no, all, we're all fucked. All, all countries suck. But um, I do just think... I, I do find the documentaries which present a narrative on American history which is unambiguously good, which which doesn't even... Which, you know... I feel this semi-mythologizes a lot of stuff. Um, I find uninteresting primarily, right? I, yeah, I, th- like, I believe of what I've seen of the Ken Burns documentary, it focus it has a lot of focus on like smaller scale narrative events, um, as well as like a, looking at the kind of human factor in a lot of this thing, and and or looking at the events in like such granular detail that it does feel more like like reading a textbook, whereas this is broader, slightly more. Not not massively mythologizing, but but a little bit feels kind of agit proppy for you know post nine eleven America, and you know yeah. I can understand why, but somewhat uncomfortable now to watch. Yeah, I I definitely that that just just it being called freedom definitely just make me just like oh yeah roll my eyes it just roll as you say from an outsider's perspective it we just don't connect with it in the same way like I wouldn't particularly want to watch if there was a documentary all about like how the British Empire was the best thing ever and how yeah. great it was that we took over half the world like I would think like what no <laughs> yeah. let's not let's not tell that story or just um, even even just the idea like it, it's something which I I think I've I've very much become more aware of having moved to like a north american country but like even just the idea of like the pre- the presentation of a founding of america as a innately positive thing when like people lived on this land beforehand is something which is yeah. uncomfortable and like at least in the episodes we watched there is very little mention of like the the indigenous people like like the, the people who lived here beforehand do not get any mention so far at least in the episodes we watched of this i found it I, I don't know if you noticed this, um, but yeah, that, no, that's a very good point. Um, but also I found when they were, everything they were talking about the independence, it was very strange to me how similar it was to the Brexit debate. Like yeah. so much about like talking about like being governed from, from a faraway land yeah. and, and, and feeling like you have no control and taking back control. Now I am not saying that America shouldn't have become independent, but it was a very odd thing to suddenly notice a lot of parallels too yeah um and and yeah it, it was just a bit yeah it, it threw me through oh, a loop a little bit of just being like oh fuck that's that's odd well i, I think for most for the most part i think pretty much all independence narratives are um so to some extent that right like and it's to some extent ridiculous therefore why in the brexit debate like it's oh we're throwing off the yoke of the eu a union we voluntarily chose to you know go into and which brings a net benefit to everyone um yeah so let, let's, let's so obviously when we're let's reviewing just, yeah stuff, so yeah for, we yeah, give, for, for uh, people three rankings. who um yes three rankings you go sure um so one of course is the shard of five we basically you know, as we probably discussed previously like how much we think the actual thing is good out of five uh we discussed tom hanks's performance out of five and then we discuss uh tom hanks dick meter um, oh god that's good that's then, gonna course, be an interesting put, one this week. we decide whether or not to put it in the hanks bank but yeah yeah um uh, so yeah in terms of this just uh overall <sighs> A two, I guess. I don't. I've, it, was, it was fine. Uh, I didn't like it, but I. Uh, I, didn't I, th- hate it, I, th- yeah. I think. I think in general, a, like a documentary telling the history of the United States 
produced for PBS with lots of um, big actors behind it in order to, uh, you know, educate people to an extent is ostensibly a good thing, even if the framing of the narrative isn't fantastic. So that's why I'll give it a two rather than like a one or a zero. Yeah, I think it's fair. I, I mean, I'm going to go the same with you. I think your reasoning is spot on. A, a rare case where we 100 agree. Um, but oh, yeah, I, I, that's I, the I think you've ever said to me. I um, just in general think that like while it's uh, understandable that like the things I don't like about it, about it are completely understandable about it in the context it comes from. Um, I just don't. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it right now. I would probably say, like, at least for the first episode, watch Hamilton instead, or, or listen to the soundtrack of Hamilton instead. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I, yeah, just just go watch Hamilton. It'll I mean, just I, go get, like, easiest yeah. thing in the world. I also just feel like all these topics probably need more than half an hour to watch. Like, this strikes me as the kind of thing you are shown in school when it's the end of term and your teacher doesn't yes. want to teach you. Yes, um, very, that's just very, very strong vibes. Um, um, Tom Hanks' performance out of five. So we discussed. Well, we we didn't discuss. I we meant I mentioned that sure. disparity of like the rousing biggest performance you've ever given and mm-hmm. the phoning it in. Sure. And I hate to say it, Tom, you're on the latter scale. You're on yeah. the latter side of things here. He's he's kind of putting on a little bit of a voice to make it slightly less not his voice. Uh, but other than that, he's he's not really giving it much. Uh, so I'll. I'll Give him a two. Yeah, I, uh, I, I feel the two's fair. Maybe even a one. Like it's, I, I think my issue is just that it, it is. I can understand with these things that the case is where someone's like, oh, this sounds like a, a worthy thing to get involved with. Uh, yeah, maybe they didn't get paid. I assume they got paid. Um, but like you know, I, I can give an hour or however long it took to do the entire series in there, and they kind of just not necessarily rush through it, but they don't need a lot from it. No. I don't think we get a lot from it, and yeah, no, I I, I think it's a two. It, it it's low effort, and I can't criticize it for being bad because we've seen worse performances, but it's definitely not good. Yeah, so I guess here we are. We are doing the Tom Hanks stick meter, and I guess we technically have to define it as the two people he plays. Yeah, Paul Revere and Abe Lincoln. Now, straight out the bat, I'm giving Abe Lincoln a zero. And I don't care who Paul Revere is. I don't know who he is, but I will not be a person to give Abe Lincoln anything other than... Wait, no, we can go into the negatives. Um, uh, what's the what's the lowest? <laughs> Who's the best person I've defined? Have I given a minus? What's the strongest minus? I've given a minus five to Forrest Gump. If Forrest Gump is a minus five, Abe Lincoln is a minus five. I, I will... Ah, no, I'm not getting in any debates about that. Um, I will give. I'll, I'll go for a minus two. Um, I, 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 I don't know enough about Paul Revere to uh, push him up to a minus five, but uh, yeah, minus two. Like Abe Lincoln's obviously an incredibly good human being. So that puts uh, that puts Abe Lincoln uh, as exactly the same uh, moral good in the world uh, as Tom Hanks's character from Philadelphia. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about uh, right. And is this going in your Hanks bank? No, no, God, no. no. No, of course not. God, this is... I mean, I've, I've had fun. I've had a lot of fun with this episode. Genuinely, I, 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 this has been a fun episode. But fuck me if this has not been one of the most pointless episodes we've had of this podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, um, it, yeah. So when we don't put things uh, in our Hanks Bank, of course, uh, we 
must decide what saves humanity this week. We mentioned it earlier, the aliens, you know, you know uh, we didn't mention they are going to kill us uh, if we don't uh, prove our worth to join the United States of Space. So when we can't present them with, uh, you know, a lovely TV show or a lovely film to satiate them for one more week, we present them with something else, uh, something to show that humanity is worthwhile surviving for just one more week, which, you know, no. as current rates are going, we may not. Yeah. Um, I'll go first because I I'll go with a sincere one, and you can go with a funny one. You may go for a sincere one too. I don't know. Oh, no good. Pressure. Thanks. Yeah. No. 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 That's fine. No. Put the pressure on me. I'll come up with a funny goof goof. Yeah. Come on. Silly, Aha, silly. Lift. Yeah. Um. A lift. A lift. A good lift. Um. Yeah. So look. Obviously, during this time, uh, it's a hard time for everyone. Um. I would like to. Uh. You know. Suggest that uh, to put in my Hanks Bank. Um. Medical workers. In general, anyone working right now, um, either you know in epidemiology, in hospitals themselves, in um, trying to get aids to people, uh, just anyone dealing with this situation in a professional sense, um, where they are trying to halt the flow of coronavirus, uh, they are obviously going in my Hanks Bank. Um, you look at, I often worry and think about the way in which, like, if it, there was World War Two again today, like, would 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 the UK ever, or anyone in the UK, would they submit to rationing, right, willingly, um, in order to be involved in a war which they don't necessarily have to be involved in? And as I, you know, and I, uh, typically I think no. Um, and what I've gotten from this is that actually I think a lot of people will willingly um, make life a bit harder for themselves to make other people safer. Um, you know, people will decide to stay indoors to be a bit miserable, to you know, ramp the anxiety up, all that kind of stuff, because they, you know, don't want people who are older to die, um, and I, or people who are vulnerable to die. And I, I, so, I, to everyone doing that, to everyone, um, you know, helping fight the disease in all forms, uh, they go in the hangs back. Cool. Uh, in this time when people are self-isolating and having to spend a lot more time indoors, we have to find uh, something to do with our time. Oh no. Uh, and as a famed uh, board game uh, fanatic, uh, I'm going to present the board game Pandemic. If you want to feel like you are fighting uh, on the front lines, fighting COVID-19 yourself uh, from the safety of your own home, play the board game Pandemic. Uh, it's surprisingly easy, so you will win most of the time and it will be slightly less scary. I uh, was convinced you were going to put Pornhub in your hanks back there. So, well done. <laughs> well, for... I mean, I mean, I assume you saw this week uh, that they are offering a premium service to everyone in Italy, Jesus um, which right. is uh, which is great. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, what we're going to present to the aliens to uh, say. Me and all the baby Yodas, we're going to go sit down and play uh, play Pandemic. It's going to be great, and then we're going to oh, wash yeah. our hands for at least twenty seconds mm-hmm. afterwards. Um, so uh, obviously. Thank you very much for listening. You can uh, follow us at Hanks Bank Pod, at Jamie P. Oh, yeah. Loxon, at Al underscore C's underscore stuff. Uh, mm. You can, uh, 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 that's all on Twitter. We don't yeah. have, well, w- me and you have Instagrams, but the show doesn't have an Instagram because the show is not old enough to be posting on such a no, uh, lewd and disgusting uh, social media. Yeah. Um, and uh, you can rate and view us on uh, Apple Podcasts and everywhere, or just, you know, Tell anyone you can. You, you, you're self-isolating. Oh, please do. You've got, you've got 52 episodes to listen to. Uh, that'll probably yeah. last you uh, maybe the first uh, three packs of pasta that you've got hoarded in your cupboards. Um, what can you? Uh, what else should they be doing, Al? 
Okay, um, so two things. One, uh, obviously, like right now with social isolation, I can't really, in full good honesty, tell you to go out and steal uh, other people's phones uh, and to download all 52 episodes, 53 episodes onto their phone and do that like three times. I can't, in all good faith and all good honesty, ask you to do that. I understand that completely. So what, in, uh, what instead I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to ask you to, if you don't have a Twitter, I'm going to ask you to create a Twitter and then I want you to start spamming famous people on Twitter saying, hey, have you heard this really cool podcast called Hank? Bank. <laughs> exactly. You need to get those sweet, sweet follower numbers up. I spent the entirety of the weekend trying to get more people following us. Now I need to ask you to help join us in the fight to, you know, shill relentlessly at all times. Uh, now I would like our, our listeners to know, I will paint you a picture. If you've ever seen uh, the old Uncle Sam, I need you poster where he's pointing at you. Um, Al did that while he was saying that. Um, so uh, you can tell he really means it. Yeah. Uh, now, next week, Alexander, I- I've just checked and um, we're going to be reviewing me and you. I because we're going to be reviewing the lady killers <laughs> from, <laughs> from me jamie and my co-host al that's one more app in the bank four score and seven years ago hank's back